I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello and welcome to the Stompcast with me, Dr. Alex George. This is the podcast where I go for a walk with a guest to take a little wander into their life. This episode comes to you right at the start of January, so Happy New Year to you all. And we're going to talk about a topic, much like we did last year, that I think is really important, an important conversation to have. It's about financial health. Now, I didn't really know anything at school about financial health at all, what it even meant. I didn't really learn that it was a topic until after I was a doctor. And I didn't really have an understanding leaving school or university about what like a pension was, what taxes there were, what a savings account is, what the hell ISA even means. I didn't understand any of these things. So I think these are topics we should be talking about because otherwise you do what I do uh, or have done in the past and bury your head in the sand. Now it's important to say that we're going to be talking about this topic and I am so aware that there are many people right now who are really, really struggling because of the financial climate and so on. So this is not in any way an episode like, oh, fix your life by you know listening to this episode. It's not about that at all. You know, it's about um, you know learning uh, some financial literacy from whatever baseline you have. You might know loads. You might know way more than me. But let's learn a bit together and you know develop some tips and advice that might be helpful. I'm really looking forward to learning more about what is an ISA. You know what what is going on with inflation? What does interest rates mean? How do we actually build a positive mindset around money in an environment that's really difficult? Because ultimately, you know, as we know, financial worries is the number one cause of anxiety you know amongst adults it's a huge cause of worry so let's get a positive approach on it let's learn and hopefully move forward with the right mindset so let me introduce Michaela to you so Michaela is a chartered financial expert 18 years of experience she started as a cashier at 16 years old and has worked you know in her career with people from Hollywood A-listers to people right at the start of their financial journeys those that are in really difficult positions as well as big companies as well but what I love about her is how down to earth she is she doesn't confuse you with the jargon she gives it how it is she tells you how it is and i think she gives brilliant advice so let's delve in this conversation it's going to be a great one well michaela welcome to the the stomp cast it is a, a beautiful uh, day happy new year of course we're yes, in the uh, beginning of uh, uh, january uh, it's a beautiful location the sun's shining we're walking alongside an open body of water a little lake here with some uh, duck, we've got some ducks and some geese and things that are chirping away. Where, whereabouts are we? We're in Watermead in Buckinghamshire. It's a beautiful part of the world, isn't it? It is. It, it's really picturesque around here, so really nice. How have you been? How are you? Yeah, I'm really good, thank you. Thank you for having me on the podcast. No, it's, br- it's absolutely brilliant to have you. And uh, you might hear a couple of cars whizzing by, guys. We're just wandering down alongside the road with a, where we've got this beautiful lake, and then we're going to just wander into the uh, park, then, which I think, well, you've told me is very, very beautiful. So uh, <laughs> make sure you do come down and have a, a walk. I'm really excited about doing this episode uh, for multiple reasons. Um, you are an expert in finance, money saving, and giving you know, uh, real, real advice to people around their finances. And the reason I think that I am so passionate this is an important conversation to have 
is because I know from being traveling around all the universities, yeah. I know from traveling to schools, I know from speaking to parents, as well as looking at all the research out there, is that financial health and indeed financial ill health and worries around finances is one of the biggest causes of things like anxiety, yeah. stress, burnout, relationship difficulties and, 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 and worry, you know, that burden of worry and stress for people. And we're in a world right now where, you know, call it what it is, whether you want to call it a recession or not, it is a difficult time for people. So I'm really, really grateful for you coming to have this conversation. And I'm hoping, you know, over the next hour, we can, we can dig into some of the stuff that I think we're just not taught at school. Yeah. You know, um, I hope we can cover some things around like, what is an ISA? What is inflation? Why does the Bank of England decide interest rates? You know, I, I was thinking as I was driving here that, you know, when I opened my first paycheck as a doctor, I saw, I saw national insurance deduction. I was like, what the hell? I am the national insurance. What do you mean there's a deduction? So there's so much confusion around um, finance. And, and I think I'll start my first question would actually just be, you know, with your work in advi financial advice and so on, why does it feel or why is this perception, I guess, that financial advice or learning about finances feels like a luxury for the rich? Because it does feel that way. Um, you know, I'm from, although I worked as a, a doctor and seems very typically middle class I guess or you know definitely very fortunate now you know my family you know we, we very much come from quite a poor background and it wasn't really a conversation that I'd say that we'd really had growing up so yeah you know why does it feel that way and, and is this something we should be learning and talking about more yeah I think it, it's so true with 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 money sometimes there could be so much segregation and I think the term money within itself is almost associated, as you said, with people who are rich and That's well true. off. That's so true. And, and people who are not, are not generally associated with money. But I think the truth is, we all, we all experience money in different ways. But one thing we all have in common, we all have to use money, whether you're rich or whether you're poor. And so I think traditionally, when you look at uh, like a financial advisor in particular, uh, traditionally, they were for wealthy individuals. Um, and I think when we look now in modern day society, you have the likes of, you know, terms like financial experts, money experts, money coaches, because so much more people now are in tune with their finances or want to learn about finances. Um, and it's, it, it's a bit more accessible now than, than it was before. And I think that's what opens up the doors. And, Another thing, people are more ambitious, you know, nowadays. People don't want to just settle for a nine to five all the time. So they need to learn about, you know, how to make money work for them. Yeah. They need to learn about how to generate money from different avenues. But the fact that it's not taught in schools really puts a spanner in the works for many people. Um, you know, sometimes people, or the majority of, of Brits in particular, learn the hard way yeah. <laughs> about money. Like you said, sometimes it's the first job. Um, that's the first time they're hearing about a pension. Yeah. And because it's so alien to them, it's very easy to say, oh, I'm going to sign out of that. I don't want to sign in because I don't know what it's about. Yeah. You know, and it's, and it's lots of things like that. And I, I am really passionate about helping the masses learn more about finances. Mm. Mm. And that's definitely one of the main reasons why mm. I put out the book. Mm. And then we're going to talk, I've got your book in my hand now, uh, The Money uh, Edit, uh, Taking Control of Your Money. And one of the first chapters is about not having shame. So we'll come to that in a second. But I'd really like to ask you, I think a lot of people would 
considered. I'm throwing myself back particularly to a time as a student when I was kind of in the fourth or fifth year at med school. You know, I had the maximum loans and so on. Um, I was living off 50 quid a week, something like that. And I remember the time, like, looking online, like, managing your money. And I must be honest, the thing that came to my mind of, like, was, what's the point? I've got 50 quid. I can't do anything. I can barely do anything with this. My bills are this. This is the outgoings. I've got to live on beans now because I've run out of money. It's very hard when you're in a situation of real hardship to, to kind of see the point. And obviously, I'm talking the position now. And people go, well, oh, Alex, you know, you're a doctor now and you're yeah. successful. And yes, I'm in a very, very diff different situation. And I'm very fortunate financially you know, now is where I am. Obviously, I've worked, I'm working hard and all that, all that kind of thing, but I'm very, very fortunate as well. I'm just trying to cast my mind to, to situations or people who will go, well, is there any point when I know I've got a fixed income or perhaps I've got worries about even, you know, keeping my job with all the pressures and my outgoings are this much? What's, what's the point thinking about saving? What's the point thinking about you know, even investments or thinking about these things. Do you know what I mean? I'm trying to yeah, really cast no, my mind into no, that. No, it's, it's so true and it's a really good question. I think a lot of people um, who, you know, are struggling with money feel that way. Um, and naturally, because sometimes there's just so much guilt and embarrassment around yeah. money and those yeah. feelings can then affect the way how your money mindset is. Yeah. So I speak a lot about you know, money mindset in the book has been the foundation yeah. to your future finances. Yeah. Because it doesn't cost you anything to get the right mindset yeah. in place. I think you can, somebody can be very rich and still have a negative mindset. They may still oh, really? think, yeah, okay. what's the point? You know, and that's why you see, we've, we've heard of, you know, celebrities, rich people, they go bankrupt. Yeah. You know, they go bust, but they've just not managed their money well enough. And, and the same goes for somebody who, you know, it's coming from humble beginnings, doesn't have much. What's the point in actually starting? But I think actually having that mindset of, that positive mindset of looking forward towards the future can sometimes be the difference in terms of how you manage your money now and how different it can be in future. So sometimes you can't change your present situation, but you can certainly put things in place and start building yeah. that healthy mindset okay. to make changes for the future because... I think it, you might be stuck in that situation, but you don't want to be stuck yeah. in that situation for yeah. a long period of time. And Just like yourself, you, you came out of that somehow. Yeah. <laughs> cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Going through this book, there's so, there's so many amazing tips and things that, to be honest, I'm looking at this thinking, why the hell did I not have access to this when I was like 15, 16? I mean that seriously, because you look at this stuff and think, well, why the hell can't someone, why get taught this stuff? And I'm, I'm very passionate it should be in schools. I think we should be teaching, you know, if we're teaching kids about certain things, you know, the number one cause of stress, financial uh, issues, 
I didn't know that financial health was a thing until after I was a doctor. I didn't know that existed. Yeah. And although it's probably one of the most important parts of our overall health. So we're going to dive into a few parts of that. But I really want to, because one of the biggest things that we're seeing at the moment, and it's definitely, you know, I'm, I can see the impact as other people can, is inflation. And this yeah. thing of like interest and inflation. My mortgage, um, I uh, bought a place, very fortunate to buy a place, yeah. um, just nearly two years ago. You can see where this is going. I went Amazing. from a two-year fixed rate and had a lovely percentage of 1.4%. Okay. I'm now coming out on something like 6%, right? Yeah. Which, you know, I'm very, again, you know, I, I'm pretty open with everyone on this podcast. As I'm, in social. I'm very fortunate that I can make adjustments. I'm not going to lie. It still hurts. Uh, the percentage increase and the knock-on effect of that of the cost still hurts, but I can make adjustments and afford it. And that makes me think, mm. what if I couldn't afford it? Yeah. What if I wasn't in a position now, a fortunate position, where I can make some adjustments and afford it, right? Yeah. It's, it's a really scary thing. So what, what is inflation? Why, does, why is it kind of shot up? And what is this whole thing about interest rates controlling inflation? If you could just kind of really break it down, me, for me as much as anyone else, because to be honest, it's pretty confusing. Yeah. Um, so there's two types of measures of inflation, but in general terms, inflation measures the, the average basket of goods, right. the average weekly basket of goods. So if we have a look at... Do you mean you, physically like goods, like milk and things like that? Yeah, you pop down into your local supermarket yeah. and grab you know milk bread but it also takes into account lots of different prices and the fact that prices are so high food prices being a prime yeah. part of inflation you are seeing the rises yeah. you know so inflation has increased dramatically in a short space of time but when we look at the actual financial cycle which is again something not taught in schools it generally has ups and downs in the cycles right Yep, and when inflation, the th a major factor of that it affects is things like savings and right. debt. Okay. So those are the two things, whether it goes up or down. By debt, do you mean like our physical loans, like yeah, a loan I have on a mortgage loans, the and mortgage. stuff? Right. Yeah. Yeah. So if inflation is high, generally savings will naturally be high. Right. So you should get a better return on your yeah. savings, and you should also, like debts, would generally be higher. Yeah. As well at the same yeah. time. So that's not so great if you've got debt, yeah. but it's great for savers. Okay. When inflation is low, debt comes down, debt's really cheap, okay. but then you're not going to get a great return. So basically when I got my two-year mortgage, it was cheap, like it was 1.4, which is ridiculously low. Inflation, inflation was, low. was low. So that's why it was so cheap. That's now the so inflation cheap. went up to, what is it, 9% or something. That rocketed the... So the, in, the, what I think is confusing for you is why, are we use, why do we have to use interest rate to control inflation? And, and look, in a sense, like, why are the goods so expensive? Why is everything becoming so expensive so quickly? That's what I get. I, I kind of, I get some idea of, like, if you put up interest rates, my understanding is that it makes people spend less money, which although actually in some ways confuses me because it feels like we're just punishing people, but I kind of follow it that if we spend less money, there's less demand for goods and therefore the inflation yeah. comes down. Yeah. But, but why is inflation high anyway? A lot of it I'm boils... showing my lack of knowledge yeah, here, guys, no, but I'm I mean, asking hopefully the questions you want to ask. Economics, but a lot of yeah. it boils down to government borrowing. So the government has to balance their own sheets. They have their own personal budgets. Right. Okay, so we have our own personal budgets. The government has their own budgets. And when their budget is low, they need to borrow more money. Right. And that affects inflation. Right. <laughs> when <laughs> Sounds they're frustrating. Balanced, okay, when fine. they're balanced and it's okay, they have the opportunity to bring inflation down. 
Okay. Okay. So generally, as a, if we look at inflation over the last 20 years, it generally averages out to about 2%. Okay. So that's what you should get as a general okay. inflation rate. And that's a healthy inflation yeah. rate. But as you can see in the current climate that we are in now, and what we have been in the yeah. last year or two, inflation's gone well above yeah. That two percent. So, who puts it up to say that it's nine, like nine percent? The Bank of England. So, the Bank of England say we have to have the inflation at this amount, otherwise, what money's going to run out? What happens if you okay? Well, if you didn't put inflation, if inflation wasn't up at eight or nine percent, if inflation wasn't that high, what would happen? Or would that just happen anyway? It, it really depends. It really depends on the in, on the economy. Hang on, we've got a puddle there. Uh, abs. <laughs> Hold Is it going to be okay? I'm going to pull my trousers up. <laughs> We've got, we've got puddles, guys. And can I just say, out of everyone, I'm the one with the welly boots because oh, usually, I must no, admit... I was going to wear my wellies. Usually, it's Abby that's sensible with the footwear and I turn up with a pair of uh, trainers. But I have put the Wellingtons <laughs> on, so I'm pleased. Sorry, so... Yeah, inflate, so it's so, a yeah. combination of things. It, unfortunately, it's not very clear-cut to say... This person if this puts happens, it up, yeah. this is what, This is what, you know, the government's going to do. And if that happens, that's what the government's going to do. But ultimately, you know, the government does want to be in a, a situation where inflation is low. Yeah. Because that just means that the economy is working to the way that it should. Yeah. You know, people are able to buy maybe more affordable homes, yeah. also get a decent interest rate on their savings. And, you know, it's a combination of a few things. But unlike what has happened in the past, COVID played a big factor right. in lots of the price hikes that we're experiencing right now. So there's things like the energy crisis, the war, COVID, those make yeah. things, that and makes goods more right expensive. So, so the so the government slash so the country goes right. Things are really expensive. We put inflation is up and it's eight or nine percent because everything's more expensive. And then the Bank of England decide and they they're like an independent body, right? The Bank of England is that right? Are they independent? Well, the government. The government. Okay. For the UK. Okay, yeah. fine. So Bank of England, which is connected to the government, they decide they decide to put interest rates up because they then will bring inflation down. Is that? Yeah, and the interest rates has an effect on the inflation. Right. So it's more the, the interest rates that the Bank of England controls. Right. But the interest rates play a heavy weight right. on the, okay. what the rate of inflation So we can't click our fingers, basically, and bring inflation down. We have to do something else, which is the interest rate. Yes. That's how we control yeah. it. Okay, right. That's that, how they control that makes, it that makes some That makes some sense. And we want the inflation to be... We want some inflation. Why do we want 2% inflation? Why is it important to have some inflation? Because 2% means that debts are a lot cheaper. Yeah. So this economy has always thrived yeah. on debt. Right, okay. <laughs> okay, okay. We're, a huge, okay. We're, we're a lot of our money comes from people buying properties, yeah. being able to get onto the, like being able to be accepted yeah. for a mortgage. Yeah. Right now, many mortgage lenders are having to refuse many people because yeah. they just simply can't afford the mortgage. Hmm. So if inflation is lower, debts are cheaper, People are more willing to take on debt, like yeah. short term, yeah. even to buy a car or, yeah. you know, even people are thinking twice nowadays, should I get, you yeah. know, a new car or should I just hold off? Yeah. Because debts are so high right debts now. Debts are so high. So the government always wants a situation where inflation is low so they can continue to thrive off the money that debt That makes sense. So you want a little bit of economy. increased price because things do become more expensive over time for various yeah. reasons. So effectively, what we're doing is that we've got a balance between the cost of goods and therefore um, if that, the cost of goods are high, inflation's high, debt is more expensive, therefore we try and control it with interest rates. Now, interesting point you said was 
if interest rates are high, then that should theoretically benefit people with money in the bank, which immediately my thought is that's great if you've got money in the bank. If you haven't, it's not great. But people get quite frustrated, and I saw a lot in the news about people saying, well, why are these interest rates not being passed on very quickly? Like we're seeing like things, interest rates going through the roof, mortgages becoming very expensive, but my savings account when I checked was like still like 1% or nothing, but the interest rate for me to lend was very high. So it does feel frustrating for people as well because they look at these things and go, well, are we, if you're saying that there's a balance of both, then I'm not even benefiting from something that's in, the, in my savings account. Does that make sense? Yeah. And the key thing there is just like you would do with quite a few things, or I encourage lots of people to do, is shop around. Yeah. So in this climate that we're in right now, unfortunately, loyalty doesn't pay. So just staying with the same wow, bank, really? you know. Really? Or, so or you, should, you should provider. actually really look around a Yeah, lot. because most of the deals that they're giving is for new customers. So you're finding loyal customers who... That doesn't seem very fair. If you'd be loyal to them. It, it, I've always been with one bank. I've actually yeah. got two banks. I've only really been one bank. I thought loyalty should pay, shouldn't it? It Excuse should do. Um, it should do. But there's, there's lots of different things where, you know, if you do shop around... You've got things like main high street banks, you've got challenger banks, and they basically, you can get up to like 5% now on on interest rates, but many people are still sat on their same rates below 1% just because they haven't done anything to move their savings around. Gosh, there's already one tip then, is that if you have got some money in savings, then just check that you actually are in the best place. Yeah. And and, and move, move if if not, so look at comparison sites. Comparison sites, yeah, and and, and check out and see. Um, you know, who's got the best savings rate for mm. the type of account that you've got, mm. whether it's easy access yeah. or you've put your money mm. in a bond, you want to get the best rate. Mm. And following, and, and at the moment, let's follow on from this kind of thread of thought, because I started talking about kind of the mortgages, and I think it's something that stresses out a lot of people, a lot of people coming up, having their mortgages coming up this time of year. I've had friends say to me who, um, you know, bought or locked in at a similar time, being like, oh God, it's stressful. And, and it is, to be honest, like, you know, you're looking at really, really high percentage uh, rates, which you, you'd never had kind of imagined when you'd stepped into the into the agreement. And I know, I know people say it's like you you're, you sign the agreement, you know that the rates may change, but it's a, you know five, six percent, seven percent for some people is a long way away from from the one percent. You just kind of never imagine it in a way. So, what would your kind of advice be for you know? I mean, we'd never give specific advice. Same with medical advice to financial advice. Everyone's got different situations, but. You know, what do you do if you're kind of coming up to the situation now where, you you know, you've, you've had this mortgage for two years, it's coming up, or indeed perhaps you're someone who'd saved up money and you're going to go and get a mortgage, a two-year mortgage, and buy a place, a first place. Yeah. What do you kind of do right now if you look at it and go, well, actually, it's just too expensive? I mean, options are people have perhaps to sell um, their place or, or, or yeah, what, what can you do in this situation if you look and go, oh, yeah, actually, this two-year mortgage is now just too expensive. I just can't afford it. Yeah, it's so true. It's one of those things, and a lot of the providers are doing them right now, um, is what we call stress testing. Mm. So it's just kind of actually looking at, okay, this is the interest rate now, but what if the interest rate went to X, Y? Yeah. Would you financially cope if that was the case? And and I think that's the determining factor sometimes as to whether people go for a two-year fixed rate, a five-year fixed rate, really just analysing what's my situation over the next two years. In the next two years, am I going to be able to afford that? Obviously, sometimes you might not always know what your situation will be in two years or five years' time, but it's it's taking that mindset. 
But I think once you do actually have your mortgage, say for instance, come to an end, it's about, it's about shopping around, it's about re-looking at your finances yeah. again and kind of seeing where can you potentially cut back to cover for the extra expenses. Yeah. Um, another aspect to that is when you look at cycles of the financial cycles and you speak to somebody who's in their 50s mm. or above, they'll tell you that they've been here before, mm. you know, in the 80s when there was 15% mm. interest rates. Mm. And so they say that we're lucky to have, you know, a 6% interest rate. So it really depends on how mm. you look at it. And we will go through those cycles. We will come back to mm. potentially a cycle where mm. interest rates are on, on mm. mortgages 2% and below, yeah. you know. But this is the situation right now. And it's really just re-looking at your overall situation as a whole mm. and seeing, you know, is this still doable? Is this financially possible? If, if you are in any form of financial difficulties, you know, speaking with the provider as, mm. soon, as soon as, you know, first point of call. Um, sometimes there is things that's available to you from uh, a benefit side mm -hmm. in terms of paying the interest on your mortgage or sometimes banks are willing to, you know, provide some form of support as well. So mm -hmm. I always would say speak out as a first point of call. And talk yeah. to someone. And are there, are someone. there charities or organisations people can speak to if you are in that situation, specifically around the kind of mortgage stress and things like that? Is there a good organisation they can kind of look at and get advice or, or where can they go and find out who to talk yeah, to? Yeah, you've got, um, you've so got, you've got lots of debt charities. I've, yeah, put quite a few in the book there. Oh, um, that's so brilliant. So you've actually got... So you've got sections for, for yeah, different sec areas. Yeah, sections for different areas. This is money management. This is more financial literacy. This is debt. So, Gosh, that's, this is, so <laughs> even, this, even your back three pages is yeah, so Yeah, the back three useful. pages with the resources. So you've got Advice UK. You've got Citizens Advice, Samaritans, Step Change. All of these companies, or charities. Or charities, organisations. Um, organisations deal with independent advice to help you with money like and know, debt. Knowing where to go. Turn to us as well turn to us knowing where to one. go is, is is one of the biggest things like where do i go and find out some good information and get some you know good advice because it it, it does uh, feel feel scary and you know what i i'd say look I'm, I'm not from financial advice at all so <laughs> what is what is what, do I, what i've got to say maybe it's not worth so much but you know i think it's one of those things that i i think with any problem in life please just talk to someone. I could only tell you from the problem yeah. facing, which is probably something I've, I, I can talk about, is that just talk to people, who's out there, who can help, chat to friends, look online, find uh, you know, advice that, that's reputable, citizens advice, you know, try and get some good grounded uh, you know, guidance on, on, on what to do next. And, and I think it's interesting because like my parents said, yeah, they remember the percentages being very high. I think yeah. one of the things that people would say, I guess, is that, you know, um, the, the cost of houses is so much higher than what yeah. your wages are. One of the yeah. things to yeah. just to mention the, the junior doctors uh, situation is that, you know, junior doctors wages haven't really changed that much. In fact, they've taken a real real world pay cut of like 30, 40 percent. Don't quote me exactly, but it's quite a large uh, pay cut. Yeah. If you look at it that way, the price, price of houses has gone up so much. I mean, I remember when I started working as a doctor in 2015 and I think I got paid like 24, 25,000 pounds. Yeah. 
And I remember the consultant in uh, Lewisham, actually you know, King's at the time, I was at King's, okay. said that a flat in London Bridge, you know, 15, 20 years ago would have been like 70, 80,000 pounds or yeah. something, which is about three to four times the salary that I was on that time, which is what you're earning now. Yeah, so and therefore true. you could land because it was three or four times. Yeah, yeah. Now that two bed flat in London Bridge is what, a million quid? Yeah. But I'm on the same money. So yeah. that, that is one of the big challenges. The thing we have to look at that, don't we, of how to help, you know, people and I'm aware that a lot of our audience here you know we've got people from different backgrounds I, I bump into so many of you guys actually from the stomp cast you know, it's actually really nice you know I, I, when I'm out walking or I'm in a coffee shop I had a, a gentleman saying hello to me the other day he was in his late 20s I've had mums had a, you know I've had someone from Germany saying hello to me you know yeah. and I think we're all from different backgrounds but I'm very aware that there are a lot of kind of young professionals listening to the podcast who think well okay. you know I'm working so hard I'm a doctor or whatever it might be or I'm doing this I'm trying to you know get my first property it, it's it's hard sometimes to see the way through and having that hope and developing the mindset is hard when you we struggle to have hope around it so let's move on and talk a little bit about that that mindset because I think it is really important and, and as I say that you know your book The Money Edit you know you talk a lot very interestingly a lot of it is about how to approach it isn't it which yeah. is which is sometimes we look at money as an outcome, yes, not an input, yeah. which is kind of obvious, I guess, and it makes sense. But perhaps is it about flipping it and thinking it from the starting point? And uh, maybe we should pick that point. That's a good like, teaser for us to end part one. And we'll, do, we'll answer that question in part two. I, I actually didn't mean to leave you on a cliffhanger there, guys, <laughs> but we have ended up doing that. We're going to get wade through this puddle and pick up in part two. If you're looking for more mental fitness content, check out my book, The Mind Manual, Mental Fitness Tools for Everyone, and A Better Day and A Better Day Journal for Children. And if you have a man in your life, or indeed if you're a man listening to this, make sure you check out Metal, the app, M-E-T-T-L-E, Mental Fitness Tools that are designed for men. Download now. catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. 